10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The largest pro wrestling events in the country, WrestleCade, returns to Winston-Salem, November 24th to the 26th. Meet your favorite wrestling stars, experience live wrestling events, shop for exclusive wrestling merch and more. Three days of family-friendly fun for fans of all eras during WrestleCade, November 24th to the 26th. Your chance to meet the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. It all goes down at the Benton Convention Center in Winston-Salem. Get your tickets now, WrestleCade.com. One of the largest pro... Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Binge Buster Show. Coming to you right here in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. And I'm excited about this week's show, especially... I've got my co-host back. I'm talking about none other than the rock and roll man himself, Playboy, Chris Plano. Chris, what is going on, man? Woo, Tony, so great to be back. Thank you for having me on the show this week and uh, looking forward. I think we're going to talk a little bit about everything tonight, but uh, excited to be here and, uh, and ready to rock and roll it out a little bit. Yeah, man, I tell you, it, it's been something else. I know our schedules have been kind of conflicting uh, as of late and, uh, you know, last week you, you, you were on a little, uh, a little, a little, you had a little deal going on and, and, uh, but on last week's show, we had Wes Potter, the owner of the famous Ric Flair Starcade 83 robe. And he was on our show last week and, and Chris, I know you had a chance to check it out, but he was talking about, uh, I mean, all kind of things about that robe that I never even knew, uh, existed. Giving you the back line, the history, the little innuendos and, and, and things that people don't know. And, and that's the stuff they want to hear. And the obviously the, the classic stories, as best you can tell them. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It truly is a, a piece of nostalgia that you were talking about in, in, in professional wrestling history. And uh, uh, um, uh, very deep-rooted, especially when you start talking about the, the, the National Wrestling Alliance and, and the NWA. Yeah, you know, um, incidentally, uh, I know we were talking about this uh, robe last week, and uh, a couple nights ago, I was sitting at home, uh, couldn't sleep, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch some classic wrestling. So I started watching some world-class championship wrestling, and I was watching the match from the David Von Erich um, memorial show where Ric Flair wrestled Kerry Von Erich and, of course, dropped the belt to Kerry, but... He was wearing that Starcade robe uh, on on that show. I was I was blown away. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, the amount of times that Flair, you know, wore a robe. I mean, I think, you know, I can only imagine, you know, back in the day, people that followed the NWA and the National Wrestling Alliance on tour, and 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 so many cities that Flair went to they would probably just want to go and see what he wore to the ring. Is it going to be, you know, that robe, blue, red, white, <laughs> you know, whatever else he's coming out with, right. you know, I mean, that was just part of the, of, of the, 
this, you know, of, of who Ric Flair was and the image and the personality and, and, and everything that he was. I mean, and, and that was part of it to see him walk the aisle, right? As he says, I'm going to walk the aisle. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's what people want to see, you know, because as part of the show, you know, what he's going to look like coming to my hometown. Right. You know, whether it be televised or non-televised, whatever the situation was. Yeah, yeah, which whichever, but everybody was was excited to uh, to come and see the robe and uh, you know, or a different robe. I, I remember when I was a kid, and and my dad would bring me to Greensboro to see uh, you know Mid Atlantic Wrestling. Uh, I would see um, you know different different ones, and uh, man, it was so crazy. And we um, uh, you know, I, I remember t- telling my dad, I think tonight he's gonna wear the blue robe or the green robe, you know. And then I'd get there, and he'd have on you know a completely different robe, and I was like, man. But I was pretty lucky as a kid growing up and seeing all the Mid Atlantic wrestling, um, and was able to, um, you know, see Flair wear a lot of his famous robes that that you know that became famous later on as as uh, wrestling became more mainstream. But um, I think the very first time I ever got to see Rick Rick Flair live, um, he wore out that white robe with the purple butterflies. Um, and then uh, the next time I saw him, I believe he wore that green, um, the green robe that um, had a tiger on it, maybe. Um, and then, uh, but but the one I think I saw in in person the most was the, the was that that beautiful black and silver butterfly robe. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they were all beautiful. I mean, depending on. You, you know what your taste was or what your color you know what, what your you know colors were or whatever you liked but uh you know me personally i i've always liked the blue one um you know i always i always thought he looked you know walk in the aisle it, it, it kind of fit um but that's just me but everyone you know has their has their favorites but that was part of it and you know and 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 the robes accentuated his hair and the persona and everything that he was with the wrestler. And then, you know, you, and, 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 and 90%, 95% of the time when Ric Flair undid that robe, there was that, you know, 10 pounds of gold around his waist, you know, of, of the NWA world championship. And right. It was really just, a, a, it was a show. I mean, you know, prior to the match and, you know, and, and Flair did it in a way where, People believed it. I mean, people believe like when he told Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Morton, Nikita Koloff, Dusty, we can go down the line with all the opponents, Tony. But when his music hits and he's walking down that aisle and you see him with the robe and the hair, the butterflies are going to set in your stomach. Oh, yeah. And now you're going up against the world heavyweight champion. And it was part of just everything. And especially if it was a non-televised event in the house show in your hometown, it was like, okay, it's on tonight, you know? And, 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 and I'm sure a few of those guys had some butterflies in their stomach. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, I got to put on, cause you know, Flair's bringing the a plus game. My game has to be even, it has to be at that level or higher. Cause it's got to be, this could be the match of my career. Right. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, 
back in those days, man, uh, you know, there, there wasn't like the big lights and the big stage show like you have today. It was just a spotlight over top of the ring. And, you know, the guys came out and back then you didn't really realize how beautiful those robes were until once, uh, they uh, started putting all the lights uh, and all the laser lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you could really tell just how beautiful those robes really were. Yeah, a lot of detail put into them, very intricate. Um, and even the insides, too, with the, you know, so whatever they were, satin lace, whatever the insides were. I mean, it was, yeah. they were, it was a show. I mean, you, you know, it, it almost is, you know, I, I don't want to put Flair in this category per se, but it was almost like, some robes that gorgeous George would, you know, back in the thirties and forties right. uh, would, would wear to the ring to an ex, to an extent. And, and it, it was, it was part of a, of a show. I mean, of, of this is who I am. And as the world champ, the world champ is going to come out in the glittery robes and look like the world heavyweight champion representing, you know, the national wrestling Alliance. Right, yeah, and that was how Ric Flair did it, and and I really think that the robes really added more prestige to uh to to the world title for sure. Absolutely, it elevated it that much more. Now, it totally did. Yeah. Now, now speaking on uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, um, now that you and I have a chance to sit down and talk, uh, since the the last uh, NAWA show I had, uh, where it was the Boogeyman Jam twenty three, Chris. Yeah, uh, what a what a exciting night that the NAWA put on. Um, you know, it, we we had a, a cage match that was insane, uh, and then of course uh, the big six man uh, with uh, my team versus B and B and handsome Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant, and and I'm gonna pull the curtain back a little bit on uh, on this podcast. Uh, you know, uh, till could kind of paint a picture and kind of let everyone know just how special and how much this, uh, this event really meant to me. Um, I, I knew it was going to be special, um, because, you know, Jimmy Vallette don't, he don't wrestle anymore. He, all he does is Chris, you know, as you know, uh, right. comes out and makes, uh, uh, autograph signings and things like that. But being that it was NAWA and being that, um, you know, Boogie knew I was, he was going to be working with me. Uh, man, as soon as I walked in the building, he came over and greeted me and my wife and, um, he told me, he said, Tony, I'm, I'm so excited that I get to wrestle you tonight. And, and if, uh, if this is the last time I have a match, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad it's with you. And, you know, Chris, that, that, that meant a lot to me. Um, right. Because of, of all, of all the history that I've had with Jimmy Valley, you know, um, and so we, we get, we get to the ring and we do the match and the people are, of course, are eating it up. Um, but there, during that match, um, Chris, I was sitting there and listening to the people and, and seeing how over that the boogie woogie man still is with all the people. And, um, uh, even though I'm, you know, a big heel, uh, there in, uh, in, uh, for NAWA, uh, our finish was, uh, we, we missed, you know, one of my partners missed something and they made the hot tag to me and then, uh, B and B got the hot tag and, uh, but what was supposed to happen, um, B&B was going to tag uh, their other their other guy, not Boogie, but this other guy. Well, when mm-hmm. he gets the hot tag to him, now this is the funny part. He gets the hot tag. Well, this guy's not really a, a, an everyday wrestler. He, he's more or less the manager of Jimmy Valiant. 
And uh, so, so yeah, so he kind of gets lost. Like, he doesn't realize he's got to come in there, fist to fire. And Boogie's like, screw it, brother. I'll I'll come in there. And Boogie comes in, and, brother, he is punching. And I, I think it's been years since I've seen Boogie throw punches like he was throwing. And, man, I was selling, right. I was selling for him big time. And, and uh, so then he, they, they ran us all together, boom, and I stagger back, and we all three get put in a sleeper. And why – and here's a special part. So why, I'm, mm-hmm. why Boogie puts me in the sleeper, he tells me, Tony, if this is the very last time that you and I ever get to wrestle – I want you to know that I love you with all my heart. And, Damn. Yeah. And right there, man, for a second, uh, the world kind of went pause. I I didn't hear any, I didn't hear those people. I had to stop for a second and think about it. For thirty right. for thirty years, I have been wrestling Jimmy Valiant. And when he said that, it it, it brought to my realization that. 30 years is a long time. So 30, right. 30 years to be wrestling, and it never dawned on me that, hey, I've, I've been wrestling 30 years. And so, right. uh, and, and and before the matches, Boogie said to everybody, we're going to do things a little different this, tonight. Most of the time, he goes, he goes, we're going back old school. When we put y'all in the sleeper, you stay down until we come and wake you up because that's what they did in the old days. So, yeah, they did. So we did that. And, man, the crowd really, really bought it. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden I felt like, you know what, I've got to, I've got to tell the people, I got, I got to, I got to say this. So mm-hmm. I stagger over to the microphone and I'm still selling it, you know, and I get the microphone and I'm waiting for the fans to start booing me. And, uh, but they're not really saying a whole lot. And I said, I said, guys, I said, I don't really know what happened. I said, uh, I'm laying in the ring. Next thing I know I'm putting a sleeper and then while I'm asleep, I have this dream that it's 1984 and I'm at the Greensboro Coliseum with my dad. I said, and I'm telling my dad, there comes the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Vayat down the aisle and he's wrestling Paul Jones. And one day, dad, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I said, and while I was sleeping, my dad told me, son, you can do anything you put your mind to. I said, then all of a sudden I woke up. And I guess what? When I woke up, I'm in the middle of this ring, and I, I man, I just cut this big promo. I, you know, I'm now I'm 30 years later. I'm still a wrestler, and I'm a wrestler because of handsome Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. When I said that, man, the people started popping, and I'm thinking, oh man, I'm yeah. turning, I'm turning babyface here. But, but it was my real feelings, you know what I mean? And, and not, I didn't really dream that. That really happened in 1984 when my dad brought me to my first wrestling match. And I saw Jimmy Valiant. I told my dad, I said, one day when I grow up, I want to be a wrestler. And my dad told me, son, you can do anything you put your mind to. Uh, the only person that's going to stop you from doing that is, is going to be yourself. Now, fast forward 30 years, and here we are at the Boogeyman Jam. And not only am I wrestling, but I'm in there with the man that made me fall in love and made me want to be a wrestler. And so sometimes I have to pinch myself, Chris, and go, damn, I'm a pretty lucky guy to not only uh, get to be a wrestler, but but get to be trained by the man that made me fall in love with it. 
you know, and and not 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 only uh, not only Jimmy Valiant, but George South. You know, um, the very first, and, and I don't know if you know this, Chris, or not, but the very first live wrestling match that I ever saw back in the Crockett days. A lot of people may not know this, but back in the Jim Crockett era, when you go to a house show, usually the opening match would be, you know, the the um, the guys on TV that that normally got you know got beat by the stars, they would have a match to shine. So so on this particular night, uh, the opening match was George South versus Rocky King, and for about ten minutes they captivated me, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so different than what I see on TV, and and even you know all these years later, I can still tell you the color tights and boots that George South had on that night and the color tights and boots that, that Rocky King had. I can't tell you the rest of the matches on the card. I know the main event was Dusty and Flair, but I can tell you that night George was wearing a pair of black tight, uh, black trunks with black and white boots with a, with red elbow pads, and Rocky King was wearing like a teal blue uh, with, uh, with uh, red boots. And... Man, for ten minutes they 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 sold and worked and it was great and um but I got to tell the people that and here was the cool thing, Chris. So after I'm telling them that and I'm holding the tears back because you know as most people know my my dad is passed now, so I'm trying to hold the tears back. I'm a heel. Heels don't cry, right? So I'm trying not to cry, but that was a real moment for me because I'm thanking Jimmy Valiant in front of all these people, but not only in front of them, but in front of all the boys too. And, uh, and so the crowd, and I, of course, I thank the crowd for buying tickets to come watch us wrestle and help, help all those wrestlers live our dreams out. And then everybody started clapping and cheering for me. And I'm like, dang, I just turned baby face. Right. And then somebody yells out, yeah, but you still suck. And so I knew I'm still, I still have my heel heat, but, but it was a very, very special moment. And, uh, you know, uh, pro wrestling is just one of the coolest things in the world. Man, Tony, that's a great, I mean, great story. <laughs> you know, I mean, for you to, to be able to tell that, um, you know, for Boogie to whisper in your ear and, 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 and knowing his, his all-star stellar career that he's had for decades on end, um, you know, it's really special, um, you know, you've worked hard in the business. Everyone works hard, right? I mean, yeah, everyone yeah, I mean, we all works do. hard, you know, and, and you've had the opportunity in your career that has ebbed and flowed, you know, to surround yourself with people who not only respect you for, you know, your skill in the ring, but I think they respect you for the person that you are. And that could even be bigger than you know the talent that's in the ring yeah. you know so so you know not many people could say that, that they are in the locker room with you and you know you know I, I i think of guys like boogie and and ricky morton and those guys and 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 ricky's gonna have a last match you know and who that will be with who knows and and, and boogie is there at this point You'd be a perfect, you know, to go to go with these guys. And, and what's what special things to to have in your repertoire, you know, you know, 
you, you, you know, it, it's not about belts and, and, you know, I'm going to get to the WWE, you know, E or AEW or Ring of Honor and, and New Japan. It's, it's about moments like this that say, you know what? Yeah, this is worth, this is worth it. This is worth to do this, what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, because you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. You yeah. know, um, you know, you, you, you know, it, you are, I mean, and, uh, um, you know, and it's, it's just things that these are things that no one could ever take away from you. Yeah. And, you know? and, and the other cool thing too, uh, later on that night, as I was packing up my, my gimmick table and we was getting ready to tear the ring down, of course, Jimmy and his crew had, you know, they, they left right after our match cause he, you know, he wanted to get back to get back home because get he, had home, camp. Yeah. he had camp the next day. But, uh, but his manager sent me a text and said, Hey, Boogie want me to tell you that he really loved your speech and it meant the world to him. So, so twice in one night, Boogie's telling me he loves me. And now he's telling me, you know, uh, he thanked me for the match and, and thank me for all the nice kind words that I said. And uh, he didn't call it a promo; he called it a speech. So that 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 made it even more personal. And he realized that what I was saying was was from my heart. It wasn't a promo that I was dreaming up in my in my head to make the crowd pop. It was just it was what I, it was how I felt. And 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 Boogie, you know, told that told him said, please text Tony and tell him that I, you know I said I said thank you. And, uh, and I appreciate it. And so, you know, th- things like that, man, is, is what makes, uh, wrestling so, so fun. Um, and, you know, and to be honest, man, I, I was, I'm, I'm to the point sometimes where I'm thinking, you know, how much longer do I want to do this? You know? Um, but, but moments like that make me say, okay, that's why I keep doing it because, uh, it's, right. it's special moments that, that where I get to thank somebody that, right. that that made my dream helped me along um and you know it was great and then even after that happened uh after i'd done that i walked back through the curtain and i'm greeted by george south and he says tony come here he said man thank you that uh, he goes i really appreciate what you said he goes now i'm getting ready to have a match will, will you come and interfere in my match we you know we come help me out so, so mm-hmm. not only in the same night i got to thank those those two nwa legends for helping me I get to work. I got to work with both of them, you know, and and, I, and, I, and that's and, great. And, and, and that was a great, yeah. way, you know, it was, it was a great way to to put the exclamation point on on that. So, so uh, you know, very 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 cool stuff. And that's great stuff. You're speaking from the heart. I mean, you're you're right. This isn't this isn't something that's you know you wrote out and thought about. You're you're, you're speaking at the moment. You're speaking from the heart. You're being sincere and. And 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 the guys pick up on that, and uh, and Boogie's probably passing some of that down to his kids. Hey, listen, that's what Tony did, you know. I mean, and and it's good, good stuff, and and you're you know you're doing great things. Yeah. But I also have a funny feeling that may not be the last time you've seen Jimmy Valiant. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so either. I, I, I think we'll have another one down the road some point. And, and you know, but, uh, speaking speaking of last match, I know we're I'm kind of going all over the place, but I wanted to see if, if you heard this. So have you heard that Ric Flair uh, wishes that he could have one more match and he wants it to be with Ricky Morton? Well, Flair wants to go one more time. I get it. I understand. 
Um, you know, Ricky Morton would be a more than formidable opponent. You know, Flair had his fair share of matches with Morton, both in singles and tags. Obviously, the most legendary match they had was at the Great American Bash right here in Charlotte, Memorial Stadium in the Steel Cage. Ricky with the with the face mask on uh, when they were trying to give him a singles push uh, aside from Rock and Roll Express with uh, Robert Gibson. But I don't know, Tony. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, Flair's also, you know, 15, 16 months removed from the final match, you know, last, you know, summer of, of 22. Right. That means he's that much older. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, you have all these different opinions online of how Flair was, don't do it again. You know, this is going to, this guy's going to die in the ring. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a great idea, you know, for Ricky Morton, for Ricky Morton, if this was truly Flair's last match, if it was, it would go down in history that right. he would be the last one to ever wrestle him ever. Would Ricky make Flair look great in the ring? Absolutely. Um, you know, can Ricky is a, even at his age is a much more faster worker than Flair in the ring. Um, just because of his independent schedule that he has. Right. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, it's going to take Flair at least several months, maybe even up to six months just to prepare for the match. Um, which again, six months older, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I, I mean, I don't know, like how, you know, if it's a singles match, legit, Flair's not going to have many breaks unless Ricky Morton plans to keep him in a, in a, a sleeper hold for <laughs> five minutes in the middle of the ring. Or you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Flair got away with the with the tag match, you know. Yeah. You know, if it's truly going to be a singles match, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, whole, yeah, whole different ball game. Um, I, I, I just don't know. And the thing about that is, this is the fact that, um, you know, if if they did a a singles match, uh, Ricky Morton is going to. I mean, you know, not not to be ugly. I'm just being honest here. Ricky Morton's going to work circles around Boogie. I'm I'm talking circles. Yeah, because he's still out there doing it. You know, he's still Correct. every almost every weekend, you know, I, I see Ricky Morton's got a match somewhere, you know, or or he's tagging with his son. So uh he's staying extremely but busy. He's training kids. He's training kids. He's, I mean right. he's doing yeah, he's, things. He's, he's active seven days a week. He's still doing basically what he did in the Crockett era, which helps him stay in tremendous shape that he's in right now. Right. Um, you know, again, Ricky's also younger than Flair. That all that obviously helps too. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so it's a great idea. I think it makes for great talk amongst the fans. 
Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, if, if it's truly the last match, if it truly, truly is, but I don't know. There's always that question mark, <laughs> right? you know, up top. I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Flair hasn't wrestled in 15, 16 months to my knowledge. I mean, no, that you know, since, you know, and I don't even think he's even really even trained I've done much training is at least that I've not seen online, maybe a, a workout here or there, but that's far from getting ready for a match. I mean, the buildup for this match would at least have to be bare minimum four months, more like six in all honesty, yeah. mm -hmm. because you're going to have to convince fans to buy this. Right. Thing. <laughs> um, okay. Here we go again. This is like what? The kiss tour that never ends, right? Yeah. This is the <laughs> this is the tour. This is the flare match that never, you know. So it's it, they're they're going to have to do some convincing. Will they sell tickets? Yes, they'll sell tickets because of the match and the undercard and whoever they bring in. Yeah. But from a buy rate standpoint, people might be like, "Well, we did this last time." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, do I want to pay 40, 50 bucks to watch this? I don't know. You know it's kind of, they're going to have to do some convincing from a marketing end because that might be a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. You know, depending again, who's on the card. I don't, you know, you don't know. And where's the match going to be held? But it was in Nashville. Nashville was probably not the. You want to do it in Charlotte? Okay, we're talking a different ball game. Yeah, you know, big time. You want to do it in Greensboro? Okay, Atlanta. You know, Nashville was not. Nashville was never a flare. To my knowledge, never a flare town. I mean, it was never a regular stop on the NWA. To my knowledge, no, but. Yeah, it happened so. there. Um, you know, I think it has to be in one of the cities, you know, that flair, you know, I, I mean, Charlotte seems to be the right, you know, do you do it at the old Grady Cole center where they used to write outside the Memorial stadium? I mean, I don't know. They still do a pay-per-view from there. Yeah. I mean, get a couple thousand people in there, a few thousand people in there and, you know, or do you try Greensboro? I mean, I don't think they could sell out the Greensboro Coliseum personally um, with 20,000. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, um, it'll be interesting to it, see. Yeah, it will be, it'll be inter interesting to see what they come up with. But I, I think if, if they came out and said, Hey, uh, this is it, man. We're uh, we're bringing you know Ric Flair and Ricky Morton. Um, I I think that they I think they'd probably sell tickets to it. Oh, I think they would. I mean, yeah, they would. I mean, depending on price points, what the undercard was like, you know, who else is going to be on it, you know, and the build up to this. I mean, what is the build up? Right. Yeah. You know. 
uh, you, you know, other than, right. You know, so, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, it makes for great talk, great banter. Uh, it's great for social media. Um, but, you know, if something's going to happen, you know, it's got to happen sooner than later because Ric Flair is not getting any younger. No. So that's uh, all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Because <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it definitely isn't like, you know, he's, he's getting younger by the day. There, if, if, if someone's trying to book this, they need to book it right now. Uh, because, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, time, time's at, time is as the, as what is how to say time is of the essence. Um, right. So, you know, that's definitely something that they need to, uh, to look at. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're trying to put, uh, a, a product, you know, in the ring that's, you know, valuable to someone to buy right you, you you know at the end of the day i mean you know this is the kind of match rick flair win lose draw ricky morton win lose draw I, you know it's no one's not going to affect <laughs> either career you know right. it's just it's 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 and i'm sure ricky morton just like ricky steamboat and others that were asked they want to put on a good show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they want to, you know, I think that's what, you know, lingers in the back of their mind. You know, if I'm Ricky Morton, I'm maybe making a phone call to Jeff Jarrett. Like saying, what do you think? Yeah. You were in the ring with them. Yeah. And a uh, phone call, maybe to Jay Lethal. So what do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, honestly. Yeah. That's, that, that's the truth. Because, um, in, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You know, and, uh, you know, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not going back to what, 1986, 87, Great American Bash here. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we're, Fast forwarding 37 years later. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, trying to, trying to do it all over again. So, we'll, you know, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. And, you know, uh, I mean, even tonight I was watching before you called Tony, we're watching AEW and, you know, Sting was in the ring and, you know, Sting paid homage to Flair and Dusty and they even paid homage to Hogan as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he did. He actually paid homage to him and said that, you know, I, I, I learned from him, you know, he, um, he said Dusty first, then Hogan, then Flair, obviously. And Sting turned it back to, you know, when he made his debut in 87, you know, wrestled Hogan, uh, wrestled Flair, excuse me, in 88, won the title in 90 from him, um, you know, but, you know, he even said, my body isn't like it was 20 years ago. He said it tonight. I yeah. mean, I, I, I really think this thing's about ready to, uh, hang it up. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, the guys, you know, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not trying to, 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 you know, downplay sting here, but when he was in uh TNA, what some 
what, 14, 15 years ago, I want to say. He was wrestling and doing, did that stint with, with TNA Wrestling. Yep. And we, I went to see him here locally. I was like, wow, he's a, he's a hair slower now. You yeah. know, I can just tell in the ring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, when when he was you know with the uh, with WCW and 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 the NWA, and that was whenever with fourteen fifteen years ago, exactly. So you know, I mean, so I mean, it's you know, you're at a time where it's it's just you know these guys are getting older, no one's getting younger. You know, they're trying to stay on the national scene, which is very very difficult to do. I mean, and, and it's, uh, you know, and trying to stay relevant at the same time. And, and uh, you know, hopefully the right decisions can be made. But like I said, the match is going to happen. It's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But it just needs to happen more very, very sooner than, than later. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, just one of those things, man, it's got to. It's got to hurry and happen so that we can uh, we can get the Ric Flair, <laughs> the Ric Flair Ricky Morton match one more time. Uh, I mean, one more time. I mean, the last match was a tag. You know, yes, Flair was in his many tag matches and war games, and we can go on and on with things and the Horsemen six and eight man tags, and but at the end of the day. Ric Flair was known as a singles wrestler. Yeah. And if he wants to go out as a singles wrestler, you know, then so be it. But this has got to be the last of the last of the last. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like this is it. I mean, of all, of all things, this is it. I mean, or, or it's, it's going to be like, come on now. Yeah. It's definitely got to be. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see, but now I want to look at this, uh, you know, not a last match, but it's my next match, uh, coming up this Saturday, October 21st, bell time, 4 PM in our hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina, resident culture is celebrating their, I believe it's their sixth year anniversary. And part of their anniversary celebration is they're bringing the NAWA back to Resident Culture right there, downtown Charlotte. Uh, the address is 2101 Central Avenue, downtown Charlotte, just a couple of blocks from uh, all the important stops there in the Queen City. Uh, mm -hmm. Huge card that the NAWA promoters have put together. Uh, on that card, you're going to see if I can get uh, my machine here to work. Um I'm trying to pull it up, and my my computer unfortunately keeps freezing up. But um, but let let me pull it up on this other uh device that I have here. But we we got a, a lot of big matches. So uh, uh, on that card, and and again, fans, it's free. There's uh uh no 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 cover charge. You just come there. We have the ring set up right there in the in the uh, parking lot. Um, you come in and check it out, but we're going to have the Allen brothers, the, the current NAWA tag team champions, uh, defending against a tag team known as nerd love. Uh, they're a new tag team coming into the, uh, NAWA. 
Uh, also on the card, you're going to see Thomas Extreme taking on J.P. Lemon. Uh, cool Curtis taking on Chaz. Uh, then uh, Mason, one of the Allen brothers, taking on Kindred. Uh, Chris Crucifix uh, taking on Mike Moan. And uh, in a tag team uh, grudge match, Big Nasty and Big Donnie taking on yours truly, uh, Saturday Night Superstar Tony Binge and Craig Classic. Uh, I, incidentally, Chris, I have never teamed with Craig with Craig Classic before, so I'm excited about that. Uh, he's uh, you know he's been in NAWA for quite a while, and now he's coming back, and they have put him with me. And uh, we're hoping to go there. Not hoping. We're going to. We're going to go there and defeat the NAWA heavyweight champion, Big Donnie, and, of course, Big Nasty. I've beat him so many times. Uh, I don't even know why they still put this card together. But uh, but there, right there in Charlotte, Chris, I, I've got to, you know, I've been sitting thinking about this match for some time. And, uh, you know, for over a year now, I've been in this feud with uh, Big Nasty, and it doesn't seem like it's ever going to come to an end. And the only way I think it's going to ever end is if I take him out. So that's my plan this Saturday is take this man out of wrestling, uh, beat him so bad that uh, even his wife won't recognize him when he takes off his mask. So that's what's going to happen this weekend in Charlotte. I know when you get done with him, He'll be a permanent resident, a resident culture. <laughs> I may not even make it back home. Yes. <laughs> yes. You get done with it, him in the, in, in the ring, but he, he, he's in your backyard now. Yes. He, <laughs> he's he's, he's coming to my backyard and who knows, you may show up and jump in the ring and we all, and we all three uh, take him out. All I know is man, resident culture is going to be on fire. Late Saturday afternoon, wrestling's coming to town. It's free. Hey, and they've actually got some good beer there, food, food trucks, and it's in a great location right in Charlotte in the heart of everything that's happening. And, um, you know, and I know the NAW always puts on a great, great show when they come to town. But, no, for once and for all, I mean, the odds are in your favor. Your tag team history and record speaks for itself. And I think you drawing on the experience as you're wrestling in tag matches over the years, the partner, not so much worry about and, you know, taking matters into your own hands. But I think at the end of the day, you know, there should be no reason why that this feud should not end on Saturday. And, uh, and then Tony, I know last time you said some of the beer drinkers there, <laughs> resident culture yeah they, they, they like um, to get a little wild <laughs> yeah you were ready to take on four or five of the biggest baddest guys in town and you would have yeah. took them right to, was, they would have been hightailing up 85 as well it was <laughs> when close you got done with them it was close it was close sure. you let them off the hook last time but man what a great weekend there's so much going on we're into the fall season it's october late afternoon wrestling on a saturday and um Boy, I know it's going to be it's going to be great. They got some new kids coming up here, you know, you know, into the system and, you know, on the independent scene. And and, and I know they're excited to, to, you know, show what they have. And uh, um, but, man, I, I know you I know the tag team match. You guys are going to be ready to go. And uh, uh, you might even have a few tricks up your sleeve along the way that some people may not like during the match. 
Yeah, you never know. Uh, and also, Chris, um, you know, I want to uh, mention this before we go off the air today. Uh, as you heard, fans, at the top of the program, Wrestle Cage, just right around the corner, mm-hmm. just a few weeks away, Chris. And I, I'm pumped up. And man, it seems like every time I log in to their page, they keep adding more and more guests. Uh, Gosh. You know, it's, it's, it's getting huge. Uh, right now, they've uh, got Andrade, uh, which is Ric Flair's son-in-law. He's he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher uh, has oh, now boy. has now been signed. Barry Windham uh, is going to be there. Uh, Brock Anderson, the Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, Buff Bagwell, C.J. Perry. I'm excited about that one. Uh, Bugsy McGraw is going to be there. Um, the Dawson brothers. You know that they're they're a huge Carolina staple in tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be there. The uh, the uh, Demolition is going to be there. Dory Funk mm-hmm. Jr., uh, current NWA World Heavyweight Champion, EC3. Uh, which incidentally, last uh, at the last year's. Uh, Wrestle Kate, I was there. I walked past him. He said, "Excuse me, brother. Those are some badass boots you got on." I said, "Thank you." So, so uh, he popped for my boots. So, so now I, I'm I'm an EC I'm an EC three fan. Um, uh, Easy E, Eric Bischoff, he's gonna be there. Ernest the Cat Miller, uh, former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, gorgeous Gary Royal, will be there. Number Mr. Number One George South, Greg Valentine, your your good friends, the Hardy Boys, are going to be yes. there. Um, Jack Victory, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, as we all know, uh, on my birthday last year he called and gave and told me happy birthday. That was that was really cool. Uh, handsome Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Vat, we were just talking about him. He's going to be there. John Schuyler, uh, just tons and tons and tons of talent. Uh, is is already signed uh, to be there. K- Kane is going to be there. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Anderson, Ken Anderson is going to be there. Kerry Morton, uh, Ricky Morton, Lex Luger. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Magnum TA. Uh, just, oh my I God. mean, you just keep scrolling, and then, man, it, the, the the stars are you know they're they're still there. Uh, even even some some females are going to be there, like uh, Red Velvet, uh, Rebby. Hardy and Gothic Baby are going to be there. Uh, Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Express. Um, Roxy, uh, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, like I said, fans, the list goes on and on. Uh, check it out. Teddy Long, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. And this is something, Chris, I'm excited about. For the first time ever at WrestleCade, the fabulous ones, uh, Steve Kern and Stan Lane, are going to be there doing photo ops. Um, how 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 cool is that for the for the fans that, uh, as of today that you know the younger kids who never got to see the fabulous ones, uh, you know, in tag in the eighties, you know, people don't understand tag team wrestling was so huge in the eighties, Chris. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, gosh, that is a who's who of all star talent from top to bottom. I mean, what I mean, if you're an autograph seeker, uh, a photo seeker, or, or like merchandise signed, or, or just want to get up close and personal, there's no better event than Thanksgiving weekend, WrestleCade up in Winston-Salem, the Benton Convention Center. Those guys put work into this event, I believe about 10 months out. I believe they start planning for 
the next one each year. I think they take maybe a little four to six week break and they start the infancy planning for the next one. It's going to be a great three days. Um, you'll never get closer to the wrestlers, you know, ever again. You get to see even see great independent wrestling stars making their ways up the rank. And, um, you know, what a just a great way, whether you're taking in one day, two days, or you're taking it all in from start to finish, it's certainly well worth to pop in to see. And, and for some, you're going back to your glory days. And for the younger kids out there, they're seeing, you know, really history of, of, you know, not just it's, you're seeing the history of all of professional wrestling, not just the NWA and WCW and WWF and all the different promotions, but you're seeing the history of professional wrestling uh, come together from a cross section of wrestlers that really what made wrestling, what it is today. And it's yeah. a, it's a great opportunity and uh, um, um, well worth it. Even if, even if you can only go for a day, it's still, I would say well worth it to just even get a, a, a glimpse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is all three days, they have something special going on. So on Friday, which is opening day of WrestleCade, um, they have from 12 PM, uh, to 12 noon to one 30, uh, they're having a behind the music with Jimmy Hart. As a lot of you fans know, Jimmy Hart is responsible for a ton of wrestlers theme songs. Uh, so he's going to be talking about that. Uh, then from one to two, they have the extreme lunch fan experience that you got to buy a ticket for, but you can actually have lunch with some ECW originals. Uh, then from two to three 30, you got TC's table. Uh, then from 3 PM to 6 PM, you got the meet and greet on the vendor floor. And then from 6 PM to 8 PM, uh, GCW game changing wrestler, uh, wrestling, I'm sorry, Game Changer Wrestling is going to be putting on a, an event right there. Um, and then from 9 to 10, it's the live concert with Matt Hardy, uh, the, the extreme life, I'm sorry, the extreme life of Matt Hardy, uh, as he'll, he'll be talking. Um, and then from 10 to midnight, it's the kickoff party. And then it don't right. stop there because then you wake up the next morning, 10 o'clock a.m., uh, Fan Fest opens up from 10 to 2.30, <laughs> Come in and meet all your favorite wrestlers from yesterday, mm -hmm. today, and tomorrow. Uh, then from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. is the is the uh, the big the big event, the Super Show, where you get to come and see a lot of the stars of yesterday, today, and and tomorrow. Put on some of the best matches that you'll ever see. And then Chris at 9 p.m. Uh, right after the show's over, we got the big concert with Jeff Hardy. Uh, all mm -hmm. that's all that's Saturday, and then on Sunday. Morning, nine o'clock, no ticket required. Just come and 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 uh, be with George South as he brings a worship service. Uh, and then there's a Q and A panel, the final conflict, forty years later, from ten fifteen to twelve p.m. Uh, then at twelve p.m. Uh, till five, it's another meet and greet. Uh, and then from one to three, th one till three, we got ladies night out with ladies wrestling. Uh, and then from 3.30 to 6 is the AML Wrestling the day after, uh, the big event they have the day after start, uh, after WrestleCade. Uh, all this, fans, is available WrestleCade weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, WrestleCade each year just keeps getting bigger and bigger, uh, and they really 
give uh, every wrestling fan uh, from uh, five years old to 105 years old, they give them, you know, a glimpse of their favorite wrestler. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that is a stacked schedule from top to bottom. And, uh, you know, the Benton Convention Center located right in downtown Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Winston-Salem has a plethora of, of history with WCW and the NWA, and it's just outside of, of, of about 25 miles west of Greensboro um, with the old Coliseum there right in the shadows and plenty of parking, you know, right there at the convention center. And, and it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to really, like I said, get up close and, and, and personal with these guys and, uh, and, 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 and take a step back into wrestling lore and, and, and kind of just take it all in and, and uh, really enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's pretty much a product they could probably take on the road with all the planning that's involved. But uh, uh, but for Winston-Salem, it's certainly a treat each and every year. And and I, I even have a feeling they might even pull another superstar name, two or three, out that we haven't even been announced yet between now and, and we're still about uh, five weeks from uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So we might see another surprise or two over here over the next you know, several weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be, going to be something to see. Uh, and tickets are still on sale. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of great, great tickets still available. Just go to wrestlecade.com and, uh, click on uh, tickets and buy your tickets. And I'm sure you'll, you, you may run into Chris and I there at wrestlecade. And if you do, we'll be glad mm-hmm. to take a picture with you. Our, uh, our fee is only a hundred bucks a piece. And <laughs> no, seriously, fans, if you see us, we'll definitely take a picture with you. Uh, and of course, tell us how much you enjoy our podcast. Uh, Chris, next week's show is going to be getting bigger and bigger uh, as we get closer to WrestleCade. And of course, next week we'll, uh, we'll be having the, um, uh, the results of the NAWA uh, resident culture show. Uh, all that and much more next week here on the Binge Buster Show. Chris, you have anything that you want to add before we go off the air? Wow, Tony, what a great, great show. Thank you for having me on. And uh, man, I know you're fired up, you know, with resident culture this weekend on Saturday afternoon. And I you know, know you're going to do well in that tag team match and just so much going on in professional wrestling. It's such a great, great time you know, to be a professional wrestling fan and everything that's out there for you. It's, it's never been any better. And, um, and even for those listening that just get out it, it's the fall time, great time of the year, go out, have fun, whatever it is that makes you happy. Because, um, you know, like I said, you just got to take it all in and, and, and live life to the fullest for that. That is for sure. Uh, but fans for Tony, and I'm sorry for Chris, I'm Tony. We will see you next week here on the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.